0: You're listening to The Group Sessions, a podcast that bridges the gap between informed public health and healthy mental hygiene. My name is Rob, and I'm a certified mental health life coach and master NLP practitioner. I'm best known for my publications and social media content, as well as individual counseling. Join me on this therapeutic journey while we analyze and overcome issues impacting our mental well-being. Everybody, welcome and welcome back to group if you're new here welcome to the family um, if you are returning welcome back to the family uh, today I want to have a conversation about um, mm. is about the concept of punishment or discipline rather and I want to talk to that topic in regards to Like destructive thinking I want to talk about that topic in regards to self-destructive thinking. This is something that has been on my mind for the past few days, so I'm looking forward to sharing it with you guys. If you've ever... I know that in the past episodes, we've talked about how your outcome is influenced by your relationship with your tools. If you haven't listened to our... um. If you haven't listened to the past couple of episodes, go check those out. I would say definitely the last four episodes, but we talked a lot about how like a lot of us are not able to reap the, the outcomes that we want in certain aspects of our lives because of the relationships with, that we have with those types of things, like how we're using money, how we're using love, how we're using sex, how we're using growth, whatever your relationship is with that particular thing has a heavy influence on what it can ultimately become. And I want to specify that when we're thinking about how we use the tools to get the outcomes that we want, this is us discussing what the potential outcome can be. Like what is the most that I can get out of this situation that's going to depend on how I'm using the tools, right? There's another side of understanding the dynamics of the world where we sometimes question if bad outcomes are like a returned punishment for bad intentions. And I want to dive a little bit more into that today. I want to clarify the essential difference between working towards a potential <clears throat> and checking your intentions towards a potential and then this um kind of karmic circle thinking of like what goes around comes around type thing uh because we've also talked about that as well I know that I did a live stream a really brief live stream about like karma and the return of the energy that you put out there um but even still I don't think that there's a clear understanding of this concept of disciplinary punishment. And I want to dive into that today. So that's what we're going to talk about. Before we jump into that, make sure that you guys hit the subscribe button, follow the podcast, turn the notifications on so that you're getting the new episodes as they come out. Make sure that you follow me on Instagram <clears throat> for sure. Um, you want to hit me up at Robert St. Michael. That's going to be R O B E R T. S-A-I-N-T-M-I-C-H-A-E-L. Follow me on there. I am I definitely am working on some projects. This is definitely a transitional chapter in my life right now. So I have a lot of goals and projects that are waiting to be started that really won't take much time and energy to um, execute. But I just want to make sure that the right timing is the right timing so that I can give it the proper attention that it deserves. Uh, So there are some things that are being worked on and that's going to be unfolded very soon. But you definitely want to make sure that whatever podcast platform you're listening to this, even if you're listening to it on YouTube, that you are turning these notifications on so that you're getting the um, update of when our sessions are being released. As far as the people who are tapping in via YouTube, I'm going to be kind of sporadically publishing episodes to YouTube instead of auto-publishing every episode. Um, We just don't have a heavy YouTube base, if that's a thing. Um, And so it's not going to be that there are no episodes there, but I'm going to kind of limit. I'm not going to... I don't want to really flood my YouTube channel with these protocol episodes um, if people are not tapping into my YouTube channel for that particular content, where I know that I could possibly use the YouTube channel for some other types of content that people would prefer to see on video, maybe a more short form content, you know that our episodes tend to be a little bit long, they kind of go off a little bit, so, um, you know, that might not, that just might not be the best format right now for, um, YouTube. And I also think that when it comes to the YouTube platform, people really like watching like human interactions and stuff like that. And as of now, I'm just posting the audio formatted uh, video onto the YouTube channel. So until we grow to a space where we are doing consistent video content, I'm going to kind of like chill a little bit on YouTube. So if you are listening to on YouTube and you want to make sure that you're keeping up with all of the episodes, just be sure to jump in on any of the other free pod- podcast platforms. I know that we are having availability um, being pushed through an iHeartRadio, which is also that's going to be free. You, If you have an iPhone, even if you don't have an iPhone, you can listen to Apple Podcasts. That's also free. Google Podcasts is free for anyone that is um, preferred Android uni- users. Uh, what else we have? We have Stitcher, uh, of course, Anchor. You can just hit the link in my bios and just listen to the to them with the um, the anchor link. It'll take you to the web platform, and uh, you can actually just listen to that in the background of doing whatever you're doing with your phone, so you don't have to keep the web browser completely open. Um, and just a bunch of yeah, just a bunch of other podcast platforms. So there are definitely spaces for you to continue to listen for free. Um, we're also available on Spotify and. Uh, most people that use Spotify, I believe are paying for Spotify, but you should be able to just tap into Spotify for free and just listen to whatever you want to listen to. I think the only difference is that there's ads that'll play throughout your listening experience. Um, so yeah, and also the cool thing about Spotify though, I, I think that it's actually worth paying for because um, they are allowing video podcast to be posted directly into Spotify so you could actually start to see some growth with Spotify as becoming a video platform Um, with that being said I also do like Apple Podcasts. I didn't I didn't think that I would really be super into the Apple podcast experience Um, I recently switched from Spotify to Apple music just because I'm with Verizon and they included it in my package um, And it was an adjustment But one thing I didn't think I would like Is having a separate app just for my podcast I know with Spotify You get everything all together You get your music, your podcast Spotify actually does ebooks as well now So you get a whole Like comprehensive experience in one Um, But having a separate app For a podcast Whether it is Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts, Stitcher um, iHeart Podcast, Whatever you're using It feels kind of like it's cool because I found myself discovering other podcasts that I would not normally have searched for and just being immersed in this library of podcasts, adding different shows to my podcast library. It just feels really nice. And I'm a person that's been kind of taking a step back from media and really just kind of monitoring the types of things that I spend my time doing, especially when it comes to my listening experience or my watch time and things like that. And I find that I really like listening to podcasts now more so after having a dedicated podcast app to explore. With that being said, once you are into whatever podcast platform you're using, make sure that you give me a five star rating. Go to my the page, um, the podcast page on whatever listening platform you go to. You might it might be at the top of it. I think uh, for Spotify, I believe it's at the top. And for um what is it? Apple Podcasts is at the bottom. So you just go ahead and write a quick review and stuff like that. That helps a lot. Remember, um supporting it's important to just support your content creators. We're usually out here doing our best to deliver value to our audience. Um more more than likely for, for free. And um, you know, things like that. If you can't contribute monetarily, then sharing it giving it a high rating, you know, putting a five star on every episode, turning your notifications on so that, you know, it it shows you when new things are being posted, all of those little gestures um, to the consumer, it might seem like, okay, like, what is this really doing? But those little gestures signal to the algorithm that this content is valuable. And when those things happen, it pushes the content even further. So the internet typically is going to determine what is good content based on how people are reacting to it on the internet, and it's going to push the good stuff forward to keep people on their platform. So um, I know that it seems like so minuscule to add a like and drop a comment or anything like that, but that stuff makes a humongous difference, especially if you do it within the first hour of the project release. Like, I don't know how many people know this by now, but... Like one thing that I learned when I was doing social media heavy is that with Instagram, you have like 60 minutes to maximize your engagement. So whatever engagement you get within the 60 minutes, determine how far your content will actually go. And so with comments and stuff like that, what you'll see is like there's a lot of content creators that kind of want to encourage you to comment in the comment section by answering some type of a question. So that counts, but then they'll also reply to your comments, which Instagram reads as a totally new comment. So it's kind of like getting two for one, and it just really boosts content. So that's just one small example, but I don't expect every listener (laughs) or person that is a consumer of social media to actually be that involved in the experience. But for those of us who are content creators, we actually are, and we try our best to get that type of engagement, those comments, those likes, those votes, all of that stuff really, really makes a difference, especially in, in, in the, in the sense that we want to grow our platforms and, you know, make this something, something a little bit more sustainable rather than just a hobby. So, um, yeah, make sure that you guys do that for me. I sincerely appreciate it. Um, we've been growing in listeners though. Thank you guys for whoever's out there sharing. I I can't say that all of y'all are, but whoever is out there sharing this show, thank you, because it definitely shows our numbers are significantly growing. Um, We're in the, although we have a, although this podcast is really new or it's not really new, but it's being represented, it's having some healthy stats, it's having some healthy stats. And um, I appreciate you guys for being here with me on that. And thank you for supporting the journey. So let's jump into today's topic. Um, like I said, we've talked about this concept of karmic return. I remember the live that I did specifically was saying that like, when you rise above your challenges, when you rise above the disservices that other people have done to you, when you rise above your trauma, you rise above your um, misfortune, and you allow yourself to grow and blossom into the beautiful version of you and the strongest version of you, that energy relieves of you. It leaves your body and it returns to the source. And so this is where I got a little bit spiritual and I was like, you know, when you're chosen, when you're a person that is chosen and placed on assignment to this world to add a healing value to it, you're not somebody that can just be erased or brushed under a rug you know and for those of people who have come across people like that I I said you you have to be careful with how you deal with those people if you have bad intentions leave those people alone because whatever it is that they're on mission to do should they succeed all of the oppositions will return to their sources and so I and I truly really and truly believe that I I remember that came from a space of me having a conversation with someone who i haven't spoken to in decades. You hear me? Like i haven't spoken to him in a long time because we had a really bad relationship due to what that what he did to me, something that was done to me. And i'm talking to him and i'm like out of nowhere just, you know, on some wild wow, what's going on? It's been a while. And I can hear the struggle and pain and suffering in his voice. And I was like, wow, like the way that you sound on this phone is how you made me feel a long time ago. But I have healed and moved on from that. And that energy is no longer in my mind and my body. So it's, it's returned to you, the creator of that energy. And um, I, I do believe that we have to be held accountable for the mindsets that we harvest and that we push into the world via our actions you know we have to be held accountable for the types of mindsets that we lock other people into based on how we treat them that shit yes that is going to come back to you absolutely you cannot go around mistreating people and expect that your life is going to be wonderful. It's, it's just not. It's just not. Um, that type of stuff will come back to you, especially if the people you've mistreated has risen above it. it. I'm sorry, that's going to come back to you. But there's this other aspect of kind of like like this self-destructive understanding that if things go bad in your life, you deserve it for some reason, you know. And I believe, like, the last episode, if not the last second, the second to last, last two, recently, <laughs> recently, we, I believe, we talked about confirmation bias and the idea that when you make your mind up on something, that your brain naturally looks for information to confirm what you already know. So when you have told yourself that you deserve punishment and that your life is going to be a punishment for whatever it is that you may have done, you're going to start looking to justify how your life is that punishment. And so I wanted to add some corrective language to the concept of punishment and discipline and really kind of readjust the focus of how we understand that concept. Because I, I think that one of the reasons why it's so easy to accept that type of like, like um, self-retaliation, retribution type, whatever it is, I think one of the reasons why we ex- we're able to accept that notion is because of our understanding of what, punishment actually is and what discipline actually is, you know, so I wanted to, yeah, let's, let's just dive into that. So let's say that, and this is going to be, I'm not trying to talk to anybody's parenting abilities. This is not that episode, but I'm going to use a parenting scenario to kind of demonstrate and illustrate um, our current understanding and how we should shift our understanding when it comes to punishment. So I have a dog. I'm a dog dad. y'all know Kodak. He's out. He's actually on punishment right now (laughs) because he peed on my floor (laughs) right after I sanitized and right at, you know, I I was kind of mad. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm doing my thing, cleaning up after Kodak and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't have, um, natural deodorizer spray, For those of you who have pets, there's this special spray that is like an enzyme cleaner. So it disrupts the enzymes and really eliminate the odor um, so that dogs can't smell it. Well, I don't have that. So I used, I'm using, I use rubbing alcohol because it should do pretty much the same thing. If I remember my little pre-med classes back in the day, I think that the way that alcohol works to break down a cell is kind of similar to how an enzyme cleaner would work so um yeah I've been I've been just using that or whatever so I'm cleaning the floors and stuff like that mind you he has eaten he has been walked he has peed he has pooed he did everything that needs to be done and I'm like huh let me use this um alcohol to clean the floors this is my first time doing it I was it was a great idea for me and I was so excited I'm like oh I'm, ex- I'm about to just And I was also in a really good mood when I woke up. Like, I'm going to make today a cleaning and reset day. I'm going to start a nice little fast for myself, cleanse my body, cleanse my mind. You know what I mean? I was really in it to win it. And as I'm cleaning up, you know, I picked up everything, cleaning, 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 cleaning. As soon as I finish mopping down the floor, you know, he just decides to randomly pee on the floor. And I'm like, you raggedy hoe, why, why would you just pee on the floor, you know? And in that moment, I wanted to cook his little ass. Like, why would you do that? Um, so I was like, Kodak, why would you do that? What is wrong with you? And I had to like give him, I gave myself a minute. I knew he was getting punished, but I gave myself a minute. I'm like, all right, let me, let me bring this in real quick um and then after i was back grounded and i had already negotiated the the incident with myself i had the i had a meeting a team meeting with myself um i had already moved past it i was over it so i was able to kind of work on correcting the behavior and that was that but what a lot of the times people have done um or even still do is when they have, I would say, pets or even just children. One of the most common mistakes is that punishment or discipline has been used for an out like an um, a release of your personal feelings about what that child or pet did. So an example is like if Kodak would have did that. And I would have just like hit him and like shoved him in the crate and started yelling and stuff like that. If I would have done that, it would have been a release of the anger that I was feeling in that moment. But it may not have been the most, it, it, it is not the most appropriate way to handle the situation. And it's not the most, it's not the best way to teach a lesson. Um, and so we, we see that with some parents Some parents discipline from a place of anger and it, and it becomes more of a, this is how you made me feel. You made me mad with what you did, or you, you disrespected me with what you did. So now you're going to reap the consequence of how I feel when you disrespect me. So if so, the discipline comes in a form of anger and aggression and just a lot of passion behind it versus coming from the intentions of instruction and teaching and stuff like that. Um, I raise your hand if you've been subject to that type of discipline that felt personal. Okay, and I'm raising my hand. (laughs) A lot of us have been subject to discipline that has felt personal, you know, and what when you are the best that you can be, what you want to do in a parenting role is to water down that personalization of what the child did, you know, have that team meeting with yourself and then address it. I'm not saying that it shouldn't go addressed. But if you're addressing it from a place of you personally made me mad by what you did, that's not going to translate into what you did was a bad decision for you. And I'm going to do what I need to do to encourage you not to do that again. Those are two different conversations and stuff like that. And so because we have this um, eye for an eye understanding of punishment or eye for an eye understanding of discipline, it's easy for us to associate really bad things in our lives as a product or a byproduct or of like the universe or God or or just a sense of punishment. You know, it's easy for us to look at things like, damn, this didn't work out for me. I must have deserved it. I must have did something. And because of our understanding of discipline, we start looking for pieces in our lives like, damn, I didn't do this or I should have did that. And what actually winds up happening when you lock yourself into that, that pattern of thinking is that you're only allowing things to come into your life under the pretenses of them being a reward, whereas it doesn't have to be that way. Good things can happen to you or good things can come into your life because you worked for them. Good things can come into your life because you were in the right place at the right time and bad things can happen just because bad things can happen because we live in a world with multiple different moving parts all at the same time and we can't really control the outcome of everything. We really can't. And so this is something that I find a lot of people have to work with, um, themselves or their, their mentors and their therapists to kind of unlearn that concept. It it really diminuates your personal value and your personal, your self-esteem, but your sense of self-worth when you only place your identity and your existence on a scale of either deserving or undeserving, either reward or punishment, give yourself the freedom to just actually not be on the microscope. You know, you don't have to constantly feel like somebody like you're being watched and you're being tested and you're being measured. I'm not saying that. That life doesn't test you. You know, I'm not saying that the things that you go through don't make you stronger in a certain way, but I'm saying like. There's more to life than crime and punishment, there's more to life than just worrying about what you did you can really just live you can really just be and you can accept that things happen sometimes things just happen you know we we all have well I don't want to say we all but a lot of us have belief systems that categorize the experiences of our life on earth you know and um, there's a lot of us that believe that there is that this is kind of like a a learning tool for a greater purpose. And I think that's a beautiful way to understand the world. That's a, That gives you a sense of release. That gives you a sense of um, hope. It gives you a sense of um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, submission. You know, I I get it. And there's nothing wrong with that. But even in that belief system, you have to allow yourself to simply move through life. You have to not take life events as a direct correlation as to what your personal worth is. When bad things happen in your life, it does not have to equate to you being a less valuable person It does not have to equate to you being a bad person. Um, It can simply just be a matter of things just happen. It's a matter of the fact that your life is a collection of moments, a collection of experiences, and this current experience is a part of that collection. And that's okay. Um, It's great if you can learn. From these experiences, I would never tell you not to learn from them. My philosophy is that we should be learning from all of our experiences to help us make wiser decisions. But it doesn't always have to become a midterm exam. Your life doesn't always have to be a matter of tested. You can release yourself from being under that type of a microscope, you can let yourself say, maybe you don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. But when bad things happen, I don't have to assume it's because I deserve for it to happen. That thought process comes from a place of scarcity. It comes from a place of not having or having things taken from you And so your mind like creates this schema about the world that things are just going to be taken from me. If I don't deserve it, it's going to be taken from me. And that's not always the case when it comes to just living life. That's not always the case. And I think that when we pedal back and we're able to pull our value out of these things and circumstances, when we're able to just kind of assign our value to ourselves, there's something really freeing in that. There's something really freeing in that. In knowing that no matter how great or how bad your life becomes, who you are and what you're worth and what your value is doesn't change. We can reinforce that by um we can reinforce that by uh i don't want to say stopping but dismissing the concept that every single thing that happens to and around us is a mark of what our worth is one of the reasons why it's really important to kind of graduate in this way is because life be life in <laughs> Life be life, in, and our life experiences, our participation in them is a very small part. It's a very small part. Hold on, y'all. I made myself a latte today. Coconut, vanilla. It's really good. <laughs> but um, our participation in things that happen in our lives is just a really small part because this ball has been rolling since before you were born and a lot of our life experiences come from a chain reaction of other experiences take your job for instance you're hired if you're hired i'm not saying you are hired some people work for themselves but even if you work for yourselves you can understand this you're being put in a position to do a job more than likely that job content like contributes to the functioning of a bigger picture which was created by somebody, probably the owner of whatever company it is. That owner had a series of life experiences that led them to make that decision. Had they not had their life experiences, that job probably wouldn't be available to you. So how things happen for you on that job, a part of it does rely on who you are and how you perform, but there's also a bigger picture of it that you are not in control of, that you don't have influence over. The same can be said for any, like, any activities that you're involved in. Let's say you're an athlete. Your performance is a really big part of your athletic career, but this industry was here before you, and it's going to be here after you, right? And so how things go really isn't in your, con- what if you get hurt? What if you get injured, you know, and your injury came from a reasonable place. You got injured from playing a game. That doesn't mean that I now deserve, <laughs> you know, it doesn't mean that I deserve for this to happen to me. Um, I found my taxes late and that's why this is happening to me. It doesn't mean I'm, I'm worthless now It, it or my time was ending as an, it really just means that this is something that happened. It, it may, it probably was unpredictable and it happened. And now it's like, how do we navigate forward? How do we, how do we maneuver, you know? So there is something so rewarding when you stop placing this power above you to say that everything that happens to you happens because of you everything doesn't happen because of you even things that happen for a reason don't necessarily have to happen because of you you could have missed the bus Right. And you missing the bus had nothing to do with you. But the fact that you missed the bus means that the bus actually stopped at a stop sign or it actually stopped at a stoplight and saved somebody else's life. You know, there the things that happen for a reason don't necessarily have to have anything to do with you. You know, you you could be. Getting something new in your life and you getting something new in a chain reaction of events helps someone else, not necessarily you or just you, you know? So remember that as important that we are, and I would never tell you that you're not important, you are important, but I can't tell you that you're the most important thing in the world. I can tell you that you're the most important thing in your world. And I can tell you that you're very important to the people that love and care about you. But I will also tell you that you're a participant in a lot more people's worlds than you realize. Your actions on an everyday basis have like ripple effects that affect so many other people. People you don't even know are affected by the things that you do. Everything that you do and you don't do affects somebody else, not just yourself. Um, and, and that's just the complications of the world that we live in. This is the reason why it is so hard to be a good person in the first place, because every single decision we make can be traced back to like 13,000 other decisions. And if we make this one decision are we co-signing all the decisions that led up to us making this one decision if i buy this particular brand of coffee am i co-signing the way that this coffee was acquired am i co-signing the labor that went into this if i buy this these sneakers do i know like did these sneakers were they manufactured in a sweatshop was there tears and blood and sweat that went into this? Am I co-signing all of that? The way that the employees was treated at this company that I'm in? This is why it's so hard to be a good person. Because so many of our earthly decisions are connected to so many other decisions and so much that we don't even know about. We, <laughs> We don't even know about. We don't know about. If you're looking for someone to blame instead of blaming yourself just just say you know humanity as a whole we not we ain't doing that great (laughs) we just not I I don't know how we got here but society period the the game of life has become something that is like is honestly toxic in itself it really is Um, but this is where we are and Although we can't definitively, like, decide on the perfect way of living, what we can do is do the best with what we have and choose who we want to be and live up to the expectations of who we want to be. Not the expectations of everyone else, not the expectations of the circumstances that you're in, but the expectations of what your will is. What, who do you want to be? Who are you? and stand in that truth and know that if i say i am worthy then i'm worthy you get the final say on who you are you get the final say on what you deserve now it requires an honest conversation i'm not going to say that you can just wake up and roll the dice and just and make these decisions and it, it just sticks i'm not saying that but you do get the final say because it's you who gets to influence you you know and to an extent it feels like when we think of ourselves as like as like just passing thoughts in the world or like ghosts that things just happen to based on how good or bad we are you kind of relinquish your self control you relinquish the idea that you actually have the opportunity to make things happen for yourself. Even if you don't have the opportunity to keep them going, you have an opportunity to make things happen for yourself. And, I, and when we shift that perspective, it opens a lot of doors for us emotionally. It opens a lot of doors for us mentally. And sometimes in the material world, it can also open doors for us. So... If 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 there was something that I wanted you guys to walk away from this episode with is just know that life just sometimes be life in and. Sometimes it's about you, but sometimes it's really not about you. Sometimes things just happen. And it's OK. Because it's going to be OK. It, it, it may not be exactly the plan, it may not be exactly what you saw, but it doesn't mean that it's not going to be okay. So that's what I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for kicking it with me. I have not. Let me check the time. How did we do on time? You know what? We didn't do that bad on time. We didn't do. I thought that we were going to do a lot longer, but we, we didn't. Um, but thank you guys for kicking it with me. Make sure that you like, comment, subscribe. Tell me more about some topics that you want to hear about. And, um, yeah, that's, that's it for today's session. I've been your mental health coach and I will catch you in the next one. Peace.